My goodness, another Diamondbacks loss to the Phillies. But I do believe the Phillies beat the Dodgers twice, so I guess that's fair. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever it is you decided to make Big Sky Sports Talk a part of your day, my family and I greatly appreciate it. You found the only podcast in the world completely devoted to the coverage of the four major franchises of one major market, and that's Phoenix, Arizona. We do things a little bit differently. We do it from Big Sky Country, Billings, Montana. Uh, we cover ASU football, ASU basketball, USL championship soccer with the Phoenix Rising, and the WNBA with the Phoenix Mercury, all available to you Tuesday through Saturday. And with that being said, I um, blanked there for, for a second. Excuse me. Um, yeah, uh, rough one today for the Diamondbacks. We'll get to that in just a little bit. Uh, whole, happy Thursday. Um, I wanted to say um, hump day, but I, I, I should have said that yesterday. Uh, I totally, totally forgot, totally spaced it. Uh, but yes, Thursday week almost, uh, almost over. Um, and it's an off day for me today. Um, so I'll be Ubering most of the day to make up the, uh, make up the difference. Um, other than that, I, I don't know if I have any stories or anything, uh, last night I did uh, some Ubering like I have been uh, after work and it was dead but I had um, one uh, lady that I picked up and she was absolutely hammered um, and uh, she she admitted so she I mean she was gone she was like swaying back and forth and back moving around and i'm like you know i i thought she was i thought she was gonna throw up she never made any sounds but she was just like i you can tell by um the mic and me getting louder and quieter just a second ago i mean she was just constantly swaying and uh yeah so (laughs) she um yeah she was she was she was done. Um, must have done some day drinking because I picked her up at like nine thirty p.m. It wasn't really all that all that late, uh, per se. I mean, maybe maybe she went to dinner and, and got really hammered at at dinner. I I don't know. Picked her up from a casino and I think a casino that sells food. Um, maybe she just went to the casino and just got hammered in a couple hours. I don't, I don't know, but it was early in the night. Uh, and of course during the middle of the week, um, on, on a Wednesday. Um, but that, that was, that was probably the most interesting thing that happened. I did work and so that, that was good as well. But, um, first frustration, uh, fell at work. Um, we got some young people got some young people at work and um you know that their work most everybody's work work ethic was pretty good but um here i am dispensing orders and i feel like i'm the only one because a couple of the people got distracted by baby birds from a bird's nest that was um like in this covered area by the door to um the 
online grocery and delivery door where where I work. It's a sliding uh, door just like the main entrance. And then there's like a, this covered awning area. And there was a bird's nest there and baby birds. And, and I'm like, what in the heck, man? And so I had, you know, I had didn't really have a whole lot of customers like, you know, say, hey, you know, uh, um, I've been waiting for a little bit. Most people really don't get too aggravated. And some of them will wait a good good little bit and uh, like, you know, 10, 15 minutes or something like that. They don't, they're not really all that aggravated. I apologized to every one of them, you know, for long waits. And they said, no, this is faster than normal. And, uh, and then they always almost follow up. It, it beats going in the store and shopping. Like, you know, this, it's still faster than, than that. So I'm like, all right, well, um, there's just, or that, that there's just some nice people in Billings. I, I don't know. But, um, I had one guy looking at me kind of waiting and, and I can tell, you know, maybe he was getting aggravated, but he, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he was, like I said, I didn't know for sure, but I told him, I said, I'm, uh, uh, we'll be right there, sir. Um, uh, we're kind of, kind of busy, but also, uh, we got a couple employees that are more concerned about baby birds than, than dispensing orders right now. And I mean, I just told him honestly, I mean, whatever I was, I was really frustrated because I, I felt like I was running circles around a couple of people that were, uh, supposed to be helping out. And I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, it was, it was, it was pretty, pretty frustrating, uh, to, to say the least. So, um, that, that was my first experience of kind of being frustrated at work. Um, other than that, I've, I've been, it's been pretty good. Been pretty good, uh, uh, you know, a couple of days so far. Um, other than that, I don't really have anything. I thought I had something as it pertains to, um, to Uber other than that, that lady that was, that was drunk and uh, I'm not sure. Oh, that's right. Back to her. So, and she did not, uh, like, uh, what I, what I had on, uh, was listening to, um, Doug Franz unplugged and, uh, partially I think it was because she was drunk, but she was like, you know, if, if he was getting heavy into an opinion and, and, uh, you know, kind of a matter of fact about it, she would kind of mock him a little bit or mock what she was hearing. And she, you know, she, I think she mentioned that she's not a big sports, doesn't really understand or whatever, but so I think she was just kind of, you know, some of the alcohol talking and some of just her own personal feelings, but, but yeah, she was, uh, not too happy about that. And like, no one mad at me, but maybe she, for all she knew, she was just, it was just what was on at the time on the station that I was listening to, even though, you know, I wasn't listening to a station, but anyway, so that, that was, that was kind of the only other thing that, that I had on top of my mind. Um, and then my night ended taking uh, my nephew Landon uh, home from his mom's to to uh, my sister's to his dad's. Um, even though they're gone, my mom is there kind of house-sitting. Um, and uh, Landon's got work uh, today, um, I think through the weekend. And uh, maybe, you know, maybe straight, got, got, you know, four or five straight days, I I know at least uh, today, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, maybe Sunday too. Um, but he said until Tuesday, so it might might be completely straight. So I don't I don't know. But it's obviously it's easier for him to go from 
um, his his dad's, which is in the Heights, to where he works is Papa John's in the Heights, where his mom, she's on the south side of town, and uh, it's not as easy for uh, her to do that. And so there's uh, there's that kind of going on. Um, so, yeah, that, that was kind of, you know, my day and my afternoon and, and whatnot all wrapped up into one. Um, but I guess we'll go get to... Um, what's next, and that be the Diamondbacks that get a second straight loss, um, and uh, on the the series against the Phillies. So we'll dive into that. Uh, not a lot of Diamondbacks, but a lot of Cardinals, um, for sure. Um, uh, all sound credits is azcardinals.com. Um, I don't have any ballet sports I'm gonna play. So Diamondbacks up next on Big Sky Sports Talk. Second straight loss for the Diamondbacks and two back-to-back losses um, in this Phillies series. Um, In overtime, overtime, in extras, excuse me. Goodness gracious, I sound like an idiot uh, that don't know the difference between one sport to the next. Um, But uh, Phillies win 4-3 to um, after 10. Um, Merrill Kelly, not, not great. Um, six innings, uh, gave up three hits, three earned runs. Uh, that's, um, 75% of the total runs that the Phillies even had, uh, walked for, uh, did have seven strikeouts though. Uh, now has a 3.04 ERA. Uh, Kyle Nelson, uh, pitched an inning, uh, struck out one, uh, 2.52 ERA. Adams pitched an inning, gave up one hit, struck out two, 1.23 ERA. And then McGuff, Two innings, one only giving up one hit, striking out two, a 2.80 ERA. Um, and uh, the only offense for the Diamondbacks was in the eighth. Walker, home, homer to left. He, McCarthy, and Perdomo scored. That That's that's it. Um, it started out with the Phillies in the second. Uh, Sosa grounded into a fielder's choice to short, and... Uh, uh, Stott scored, um, and then in the third, uh, Ramuto grounded in field's choice to short, and uh, Trey Turner scored. Um, in the sixth, Ramuto homered to left. It's three nothing at that point. The Diamondbacks get their three runs to tie it up in the eighth, and then in the tenth, uh, Castellanos hit a sacrifice uh, fly to center, and um, Marsh scored. It uh, and that would be it. Uh, four to three, the final Perdomo three for four, a run. Um, Rivera 0 for five, uh, Guerrilliel 0 for four, Christian Walker one for three, a run, a home run, and the three RBIs. Uh, Longoria the DH two for four, um, Moreno a pinch hitter 0 for one, uh, Paven Smith 0 for three. Um, Corbin Carroll over one, Nick Ahmed one for four, uh, Carson Kelly over four, and Jake McCarthy one for four. Um, Diamondbacks had uh, three runs on eight hits and two errors. Philly had uh, four runs, five hits, and one error. And uh, you know, you say the difference was the errors, really. Um, when you when you look at it like like that, um, 
And I've realized the last couple of days I forgot to have been uh, telling you who uh, who plays next, but just kind of a real quick uh, um, standings update. Uh, still three games ahead of the Dodgers, so uh, that's good. Um, and then Diamondbacks uh, will play uh, this afternoon. It'll be on ESPN+. Plus. And um, this will be uh, game four of this series. Hopefully the Diamondbacks can win this one and get a split. That means they won the first, lost the second and the third, and winning the fourth would be would be great to go ahead and get a split. Um, it'll be uh, the right-hander, Ryan Nelson, against uh, Aaron Nola, also a right-handed pitcher for the Phillies. Um. Yeah. So hope hopefully they can they can uh get one. Um. So other than that, just just kind of stinks to to lose two in a row. But like I said, I was hoping for three and one. It was you know I didn't think it was going to happen. A split was more likely. Hopefully they they can um indeed get the split. I know it was very very short D backs. Um. But you know that if that's all you have, that's all you have. Um. I would go, I'd like to go into uh, the the Cardinals uh, next. So uh, that will be, well, like I said, next on Big Sky Sports Talk. I could have uh, done some Cardinals uh, a little bit uh, earlier in, in the week. Um, but like I said, it, in a, and I, I don't know if you guys remember, but I said, uh, oh, I might have some Cardinals. And then I checked in. Well, we didn't have Cardinals that hadn't uploaded. But I knew they had uh, day one minicamp stuff. Um, so we have uh, day one and uh, day three. Um, they only did media availability for uh, those two days. I think a uh, uh, three-day minicamp, uh, the final day, was uh, yesterday. Um, so for day one, they had, um, and this is mandatory minicamp. Um, and, um, Buda Baker did not show up or, well, he showed up, but he didn't, didn't practice. Um, so, you know, he, he wasn't lying when he said, you know, when there was a report saying Buda Baker will be here, um, when, when he needs to be and well, he is there, but he's not practicing. So you might as well not be there. Obviously he demanded the trade and kind of uh, doing a little bit of a hold in and which I, I'm saying this right now. Think is is stupid and ridiculous. Yeah, I, you know, a lot of the, these players have been doing this for a while, and it's not unheard of. But you signed a contract, and I understand that you want to leave. And he, you know, he ever has every right to to want to to leave. I, I don't like you know asking for trades in in the middle of your contract um, because I think uh, that contract is your bond, your word. But um, this team clearly is tanking and, and not doing anything for the betterment or interest of Buda Baker, who has, you know, every night put puts his body out on the line. Uh, he's played injured. He, you know, he's a uh, uh, um, he leads by example. He he's uh, a leader in the locker room, leader on the sideline, uh, off the field, on the field. He, you know, just a great all around player. Uh, but where I disagree with him is doing this, is holding, uh, is holding in, um, and not playing. I think, you know, if you want to talk to the media and say, "Hey, yeah, I, I, I um, requested a trade," 
Um, and it's very true, and I, I want to leave, and hopefully I, I am. I, I don't plan on signing at this moment a contract with these, this team ever again, but this is where I stand. Well, why are you here? Well, I'm here because it's my job, and I signed a contract. You know, that that's no one, no, no player is really ever going to do it, um, and Buda Baker's been been a uh, poster child for for class for this organization. But I, you know, I just I really don't like, I don't really like it. You know, you you get you get paid to play and practice. It's this is a mandatory practice. You should be there. You should give it your all. And I I think that some teams would kind of look at look at that better. Is like, hey, you know, we don't want to lose this guy. You know, initially we don't want to trade him. We're not getting anything. We think we we should deserve but at least he's coming to practice and he's he's making making things right on his uh end and his word was hey um this is what i'm getting paid uh to play for this team um basically to go to work this is my job and i'll be there and now he's not there and so i i really don't like that but we got jonathan gannon obviously going to talk about buda baker more than likely uh clayton toon the uh, quarterback they drafted, the rookie quarterback, um, Isaiah Simmons, and uh, Dennis Gardeck. And then uh, from yesterday's uh, press conference, I think uh, day um, uh, day one um, was uh, from um, from Tuesday. So it was Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. I thought it was going to be... Uh, Thursday and Friday, but um, according to this, it says uh, final day of mandatory minicamp. Um, so after Dennis Gardeck, we got uh, Jonathan Gannon again for the final day. Antonio Hamilton, cornerback. Um, Will Hernandez, uh, um, left guard? I, I, I think he plays left, plays left um, but he might be left uh, or right. I know... Um, I know... That gosh, what is his name? Is I think he's left guard because right guard is Justin Pugh. Um, and then the rookie wide receiver, um, Michael Wilson. And then we have a, a, a um, to end it, a section of Wired, and it's all Jonathan Gannon from um, actually uh, some uh, a practice at OTAs. But you kind of hear, you know, how how he. How he does a practice, so we'll end it with that. So we'll start off um, day one mini camp with uh, the head coach Jonathan Cannon. Yeah, yeah, it was good to have him in the building today. Um, smile on his face. He was asking a bunch of questions. I told them, coaches, you better be on your toes because he's going to ask good coaches. So uh, not on the field. He's working through some things. Have really good conversations with him. The dialogue has been great and. Uh, I'm uh, ready to get three back out there. Well, there's the follow-up. I'll wait for them to ask it. But, uh, you know, working through some things, yeah, working through some I-want-to-be-traded things. He's not injured. He, you know, it, no, no, not a chance. Yeah, it's just the business side of it, like everybody does. I I really did not expect him to be that honest, but yeah, no, everybody you know everybody knows that, so I really didn't expect that to be honest. I should have waited for both, but you know, yeah, that he ain't working working on anything other than contract stuff. 
you expect him to be on the field at all during bowl tomorrow? I don't know. We'll see. We take it day by day and then make adjustments as we go. Is that a Monty thing right now, though? Yeah, it's an organizational thing. What kind of juice to just have a guy like that in the building? Yeah, awesome. I mean, he's a he's an you know obviously an unbelievable player, and he's got a smile on his face, a winning attitude. He's positive. I mean, the, the you heard me talk about interactive meetings. He's like carries the flag on it, and um, you know because he wants to know no, and uh, that's a true pro. So uh, it was it was good to have him in here today. Sorry, you said a few weeks ago he's wearing you out with the tape. Does that means he's like asking for different things or just. Cold? No, he'll send me. You know, these guys now. He. Um, you know, I'm going to show my age right now, but I get texts of videos of plays, you know, what is this guy supposed to be doing here? Is this guy right? Is this guy right? That's how they like to communicate with a lot of our coach. The, a lot of the coaches is they'll just, what is that called? A screenshot or a video or a whatever. I don't know. It comes as a text and I hit play and then I see and I see underneath, hey, what is this guy supposed to be doing? Is he right or wrong? Probably wrong. <laughs> Is, is the business side of things frustrating for you? No, time? not at all. It's part of pro ball. Was there anybody not in attendance? Uh, no, everyone was here. We, we haven't seen White out on the field too much. Is, do you anticipate him being ready for camp? Yeah, he's going to be ready to go. What's Hollywood working through? Off? Say that again. Hollywood, what was he working through? Uh, I think a little bit of a foot maybe I don't I don't exactly know we're just being careful with him because of his past um knowing that there's a long time to play a football game and I told all our guys you know Kay White wanted to go today and I said you know we need you come July 27th so I appreciate all those guys want to go um number one included 86 you know 74 uh, all those guys want to they know the value of reps but um, ultimately, they're doing. It's been good because that's what you want attitude-wise from your from your squad. But and said, you know, guys, like let's be smart and um, let's be ready to go come end of July. What do you mainly hope to get out of these days with everybody together? Improve, improve. Really, I mean, you know, there's a lot of things that we did today that were situational ball that we got to make sure that we do a good job of so we don't beat ourselves. And um, you know, just every day that we're on the grass, in the meeting room, in the building is a chance to get a little bit better. And um, that's what I've been looking for since we got here, and uh, they're doing a good job with it. Are these practices like training camp run-throughs, like how you're going to do things? Uh, good question, Cam. A little bit, not totally um, same setup as training camp because of the heat, you know. Um, so they're kind of um, – on the field a little earlier, off the field a little earlier. We're in training camp. It'll be bumped back a little bit. But um, I know they're raring to go when they, they see that they'll get the training camp schedule. And I've gotten a lot of input from a lot of guys about that, how I, what I wanted to get out of it. And, um, you know, it was, it was cool to hear their thoughts of where we can improve and make sure we're doing a good job getting ready to go week one. As of this week, what's the status for Kyler come training camp, for training camp? We'll see. Long way to go, Josh. You know what I mean? I don't know. There's five or six weeks until we start, I think, or five and a half or whatever it is. But we'll take it day by day. And he's doing a good job improving his game every day um, in the training room, in the meeting rooms. He's out there. He's another one like Buddha. He asks a lot of questions, which is good. He's engaged. 
And um, typically, though, I think sometimes he flexes on me because he'll ask me a question when he knows the answer. And I'm like, dude, you already know the answer. Like, why are you asking me that? But um, he's doing a good job. When, you, uh, when Isaiah was coming out of college, did you get a chance to scout him much? And yeah, then, uh, scout and, and everybody. What, what did you see him as then? Like, did you see him as a DB? Did you see him? I mean, yeah, we, uh, we had a, at the time when he came out, who I was with, we had a vision of how we're going to use him. But everyone has a little bit different vision for everybody, I think, that comes out. So it's really our job to maximize his skill set and put him in position that he can help us win games. Even though these are, this is a mandatory yeah, I'm excited. I think that's you've heard me say. If you want to get better at football, play football, and um, you know, and and everybody's different. You know what I mean? I'm not. It's it's voluntary for a reason, but everybody's different, and everyone knows what they need to do to get ready to play and compete. And you know, everyone's role is a little bit different right now, and that role will change as we move through training camp and into the first game. But uh, I'm, I'm excited where we're at right now. What food is on-field learning curve going to be since he has it? Yeah, you know, somebody asked me that. It was uh, It's kind of like when you asked me about Kyler. The guys played a lot of football at a high level. Um, it's really just the verbiage and making sure that he's in the right spot and doing the right things. And a couple things, we give all our players, you know, one, two, three things at max that to make sure they're working on in their game. And, um, you know, when the I got that from, I don't even know who it was, but it was the Cavs, Cleveland Cavs. And they had all these things that to play better offense, right? And there's all these things that are going on. And they literally said, hey, just get the ball up four seconds quicker. And it, it hit home to me. It's like, that's it, you know, and we'll score 10 more points a game. So I always kind of relate that to our guys. It's like, hey, let's just get our first step better when you're playing this technique or make sure we're put, punching with our left hand instead of our right. You know, so we try to really break down the skills for our guys and say, hey, if you just get better at one or two things over the next course of one or two or four days, you're going to improve your game and, in essence, help the team win. So I really like keeping it um, super tight with, hey, let's get better at covering guys. OK, great. You know, how do I do that, coach? You know what I mean? Hey, let's just work on our tilt on our, in our stance today. Make sure we got that right. And then we'll go to the next skill. You know what I mean? So I think that very pointed black and white coaching points help the players. Yeah, yeah, like I said, uh, Cam, you, you missed the other day, but uh, it's an open door policy. I know you had things to do. I know you had things to do. Uh, we miss seeing you. I miss seeing you. Um, yeah, we, uh, it's an open door policy, and we had some guys come in today, and it's great because, like I said, you know, I'll, I, this is my time. As soon as I get done with you guys, I'll go talk to those guys. And, um, you know, if you're, uh, if you're curious about ball, you talk to as many people as you can and try to learn and pick their brains. And, you know, a lot of things people think like, uh, oh, well, I'm, I'm, I can't learn anything from this person or I can't learn anything from this person. I think that's a bunch of horse you-know-what. I think you can learn something from everybody. We had a, a, a Division three coordinator in here, and he brought up a great idea that I talked with Nick about. It's like, you know, the the – the, the world of ball is so vast, you know, and it's cool to learn and get different opinions on it. Coach, how do you feel that players are, are taking to your new expectations, new accountabilities? They're doing a good job. They're doing a really good job. I like where we're at. You know, the, the challenges with every team is I feel like right now we could probably, I know we haven't tackled, right? But how the, the offseason set up, they're probably ready to play. 
right now, truthfully. And then they go on a break for five or six weeks. So that's the challenge for us to make sure that we're, we're kind of here, that we don't take a big dip to get back to where we need to get back to before preseason one or training camp number five or whatever that is. So um, you want to just keep stacking good days. And like I said to them today, we start a little slow, I thought, today. They're coming off of a, a little bit of a break. And I said, I got news for you. You guys want days off in camp? Yeah, we do. OK, well, we're going to have days off in camp. But when we come back, we can't start slow. And it take us 35 minutes to get into the execution that's needed to win. Um, so that'll be a challenge. That's a challenge for every team. But uh, I like how they go about their business. I like that they've taken to the coaching and what's important to us and, and really, as a team, how we want to play. How much of a challenge is it for you and all the coaches when so many of these players are new to all of you? Some you know, but for the most part, most of them are new in terms of figuring out what they all do well. Yeah, I think that's the fun part about, you know, your first year, you know, because there is a lot of learning that goes on. But I think, you know, some guys it takes a little bit longer to figure out. Some guys, you know, you can kind of plug and play and they go. Um, but that's a, that's a give and take relationship with us and the players. But I think that with all of our players, we try to be open and honest with them and tell them the why behind it. And I think that they appreciate that when we communicate like that with them. Are you one of those coaches that watches film from all levels and remote schools to kind of see if you get ideas? Or? I am, not as much as uh, some other guys in that building right now. But, um, yeah, I, I, uh, I have pointed things that I typically like to study. And then I have other kind of brainstorm sessions. I'll just turn on a game and pick out a game or a couple of, you know, uh, a playoff run and watch, you know. And um, what comes out of that is, is I think Peyton Manning said he came and talked to us when I was in Indy one time because he was coached, he was close with Frank, and he said if you're watching tape without a notebook, you're wasting your time. And and um, that kind of hit me because it was like, yeah, he's you know like, oh let me if you don't write it down for at least for myself, if you don't write it down, oh that would be a cool idea. I got to talk to somebody about two days, and two days go by, and I was like, what what did I have to talk to about? So you just write it down, and I thought that was always a cool thing from one of the greatest players to ever play. Write it down, man. Write it down. How much of an impact do you think with the additions in the sports performance conditioning area that there was a, there were several new new additions? How much of an impact do you think they've made throughout this offseason practice? Huge. I mean, huge. You see the progress of guys that um, you know are going through some things physically. And um, you know, you see them make strides day by day. That's what you're looking for, you know. And they're, and and it, that's a two-way street as well. They got to put in the work to do that. But you know, I'm not an expert in that field. I'm curious about that field, but I know the value of that. And uh, I'm really excited about the performance staff and Monty and Michael getting those guys onboarded um, because our, and I think ultimately it's because we, you know, it's the best way to serve the players with. Hey, if you got this going on, this is the guy you go see. If you got this going on, if this is your kind of you fit into this bucket right now, then you got to go see this guy before you can get back out there or whatever. So it's, um, it's been good, and I lean on those guys a lot. Coach, we've had a couple of guys come in here and talk about you know, buying in with the position switches, whatever position they're being asked to play. Is Isaiah sort of in the same camp with a guy? Who yeah, this guy wants to play and be a, a, a premier player for us and make a bunch of plays and help us win games. So. I think they all fit into that bucket. There wasn't, there's not a guy that I've met that doesn't want to play well, you know? So, but 
now the steps that you have to take to do that, that's a, that's a process for everybody. All right. Uh, that's everything uh, from JG from uh, day one. Uh, now we'll go to uh, rookie quarterback Clayton Toon. It's been good. It's a lot of fun to get in here and learn and, um, you know, put my best foot forward. So it's been a lot of fun. It's been good, um, you know, learning from all the vets, the coaches, um, you know, watching the guy in front of me and, um, you know, just doing my best. It's been fun. It's only been a month since rookie camp to where it is now. How would you rate your progress, even though it's a short amount of time? Right. Um, you know, I would say I've been progressing pretty well. You know, it's just slow and steady each day, focusing on one thing um, and making sure, you know, each day that I, you know, improve on that one thing that I set before practice. So it's been good. How different is this offensive scheme compared to what you It's definitely more pro style. You know, we get under center, run the ball a little bit. Um, but it's as far as some of the concepts, we had, we had similar concepts. Obviously, there's new ones. There's a lot more heavy play action. Um, but it's it's a decent amount different. Coming from the air raid basically like to this, has it been a struggle? Is it you, how do you feel like you've kind of? I've loved it. I've I, I enjoy um, learning the new system. Um, you know, it's it's not all drop back pass like we were. So it's fun to to do some play action. You know, have have some responsibility in the run game and and that type of stuff. So it's been fun. Kyler rehabbing, obviously. There's a definitely a segment of fans who want to see the new shiny rookie start, uh, even though you haven't been around very long. How do you feel about that? With a lot of fans saying, "Why don't they just put Clayton Tune out there?" Um, I mean, I just I'm here to do my job. You know, I just want to. If I get an opportunity, I want to go in and make the most of it. Uh, I'm not really, you know, I didn't even know if people were saying that, but um, if I get my opportunity, I'm going to go in and make the most of it. Of course, the learning process has been is there for all the quarterbacks, aside from just being a rookie. But how much has Kyler even trying to be helpful? How much has Colt uh, been been helpful through this process? They've all been great. Um, you know, all the the vet quarterbacks have been super helpful. Um, you know, if if I do something in practice that they see, um, they're quick to tell me and help me fix it. And same thing when we're watching film. You know. Um, if I make a mistake, they're quick to tell me, you know, hey, I've done that before. Here's here's how you, you know, here's how you not do it the next time. Um, so they've all been great. Everyone's been super helpful. What have you seen from your fellow rookie, Michael Wilson? It seems like you guys spent a lot of time together. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, obviously very talented, great route runner, physical, big physical receiver. Um, and he's just a really good teammate. He's super dedicated um, and just, you know, he, he works really hard, which is something you love to see out of a receiver. Being a Texas guy, how familiar were you with Kyler and then with Cole and Williams? I knew all about those guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, you know, watched a lot of Kyler's games in high school. We were actually in the same district. So we're Allen and the high school that I went to were 20 minutes apart. So we were in the same district. Um, and then I grew up a Texas fan, so I was a Colt McCoy fan from the jump. Uh, my dad went to UT, so I grew up a huge Texas Longhorn fan, and so I'm super familiar with both of those guys. It's pretty cool. It's um, it's funny. I never thought I would be, and here I am. So it's pretty cool. So after you had that moment, you kind of look around and like, man, I 
I have, yeah. I've I wanted to tell Colt the first day I got I showed up, like, hey man, I was I was a huge fan of yours growing up. I didn't I didn't know how to go about that. So I haven't told him yet, but I'll, I'm sure I'll tell him. Maybe he'll see this. I don't know. <laughs> you mentioned the difference you mentioned the difference in the offense, but what about just in the pure verbiage of it? How how much of a challenge is that to, to be comfortable and learn all that? Um, it's good. You know, it's all about <clears throat> You know, like I said, we had some of the same concepts and some of the same um, plays. It's all just about flipping it in your mind. So, you know, I associate some of the concepts and the plays that we have with stuff that I'm familiar with and just um, associate it that way. And it's really all just about studying, you know, studying and, um, you know, whatever clicks in your mind, just think of it that way. Playing with the veterans here, what are you seeing when you're looking out of the defense and, you know, calling the play and getting it off? Um, you know, everyone's obviously really smart. Um, so people are people are trying to mess with the quarterback in the line of scrimmage, try to show you something that they're not going to do, try to, you know, simulate a blitz here and there. But um, I think the more comfortable I've gotten, the more comfortable I've, you know, I can, the more, more clearly I can see what they're doing pre-snap and have a good idea of where to go with the ball. Did you participate in that uh, Fanatics, like where the Legends sent a video message? I did, yeah. Who did you get yours from? Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, it was it was awesome. It was they had set it up perfectly because the guy interviewing me was like, "Who's someone that you looked up to?" Blah blah blah. And I was like, "Aaron Rodgers." And he like points at the screen, and I was like, "No way!" Like, <laughs> I didn't I didn't think it was real. I was like, "There's no way this is happening." So it was pretty cool. Why Aaron Rodgers? Um, super talented. Obviously has a, you know, been in Green Bay a long time and. Won a lot of football games, won a Super Bowl, and he's just he's just a cool, he's got that swagger. So that was something I looked up to as a kid. Definitely not a bad quarterback to you know to look up to, no no doubt. I think his uh better days are behind him, but uh not a bad quarterback at all. And I, I wish I can do my you know, do a, any kind of impression of of Colt and I cannot wait until Colt's in front of the media again because I I hope that someone will remember what he said and it'll be like, Hey, did Clayton at talk to you and say, you know, how much of a fan he was or that he followed you when he was younger? And but if if I could do a Colt, you know, it's just he's just really yeah, you know, really soft, quiet spoken. And uh, he would definitely make some kind of joke. There, you know, no doubt at all. Um, <laughs> and and he said, "I hope you know, maybe he'll see this." Colt ain't seeing seeing this. It's not likely anyway. Colt lives in his own world. He wants, you know, he's gonna be there when he needs to be there and be a part of the team. But then he, you know, he's got kids at home. He's got you know, whole whole life. He doesn't. He doesn't really have a whole lot of time to pay attention to media availability stuff. But um, and and you know he usually would say so. And I'll be very surprised if he if he has seen this by the time they uh, ask him it uh, directly. Uh, well, let's move on to uh, Isaiah Simmons. Um, you know he they been seeing him. All over the place, mainly practicing with the safeties. I don't think that's an, uh, a bad idea um, with uh, number three, Buda Baker, possibly leaving. But it does suck, you know. All, all, several consecutive um, linebackers, mainly inside linebackers, and none of them really panning out. Um, 
the way the way you hoped and the way you wanted to. But let let's go ahead and turn it over to Isaiah. Things are going so far for you, Isaiah. I'm good. I'm healthy. Um, feel like I got a real good grasp on the playbook. Um, everybody in the building is real cool. Everybody uh, knew who we've added, players, staff wise. Uh, so I'm doing good. How you doing? <laughs> At my age, I'm doing great. Everything. You look great. You look great. <laughs> do, you, do you know what positions you'll be playing at this point? Uh, I've been with the defensive backs so far. Um, so, uh, you know, we're just kind of taking it from there as of now. So moving forward, I'll be with the defensive backs. I know you got kind of thrown into that thing last year and, you know, got some games through too as well. Is it nice to kind of prepare for the workload going into the season? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, like you said, I, I was there last year, but I really feel like I was there the entire year last year, more so of just the latter part, because um, I feel as if I took most of my snaps at the nickel spot. So um, I feel like it's a lot of a lot of carryover, just nice being able to be in the same room cons- consecutively. Um, so just kind of going day by day with it. Is there a big difference <clears throat> coaching staffs or Pretty similar balls. Yeah, I mean, there's a difference. I mean, just like you're not going to find any two players that are exactly the same. You're not going to find any two coaches that are exactly the same. Um, our staff last year, they had their ways of how they like to go about things. And then, um, you know, JG and Nick, they have their ways of how they like to go about things. And there's there's obviously differences um, just because nobody's going to be the same in how they would like to run the structures of their programs opposed to another. With you spending a lot of time with the safeties and whatnot, does that mean you're not going to be doing playing all those positions that you played earlier? Um, only time could tell. Um, you know, this it's a new defense, um, and personally, you know, I'd, I'd like to just I'd like to master, um, you know, defensive back first before I dive into you know going with the outside linebackers or whatever else that could could come about. Um, so I'd <clears throat> I'd like to be a master at least at everything in the secondary before. Um, I get to go in other places. How's the terminology? Um, you know, I feel like learning a new playbook. That's all it is. Is the terminology is because f- football is going to be football. You know, cover three is cover three. Man is man. Um, but just learn the terminology. Um, it's not too bad. Um, actually, there's actually some carryover from Clemson. So just bringing back some old memory um, of things that we called and stuff. So um, I feel like that's actually really kind of helped me like just move along a lot faster. But the terminology is. Like I said, I feel like I learned to play. I'm learning it real well, real fast. So, if we can get Clemson Isaiah Simmons, we will really be cooking with peanut oil. I I I tell you, we we really we we really could be. In fact, that he's, I think this is the first time he's ever mentioned anything about Clemson since being here, other than the fact that he went there. Um, you know, in, in his introductory press conference when he was drafted. Um, so the fact that there's some simil- similarities, as he just said, and some terminology is somewhat similar, um, that's awesome. Um, because right now Isaiah Simmons has not been anything that what anybody said. You know, this hybrid linebacker safety, uh, you know, uh, type of player that can rush the power passer, but also cover and. Everything that you've seen from Isaiah in Clemson, it hasn't even been close. Um, not necessarily that anybody's expecting to, but we expected a little bit closer 
Oh, just a little bit. And the NFL is so much uh, higher, faster, stronger of a league than than college. But still, um, it, it it's it's not what it what anybody thought it was going to be with Isaiah. And so, closer to Clemson is definitely better, in my opinion. Today, yeah, Buddha's here. Um, like last year, uh, Buddha's being Buddha. You know, he's a leader. Um, everybody loves Buddha. Um, real happy to see him. What's it like not having him in the position group on the field? Um, you know, we all know Buddha's a huge leader. Um, I don't really know why he went out there today. None of my business, but um, it's a little different. Um, but I mean, we'll be we'll, he'll be out there in no time. So I ain't really, ain't really worried about that part yet. This is just mini camp, so. If I get out there week one, then I might feel a little different, but you know, I don't have no worries with that. So, um, you've gone through the contract thing already with your, your situation, right? Give me this extension, do this, do that. So, Buddha's doing the same thing. You're aware of all that now. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know why he's not out there? I mean, I don't really know. That's not, I, mean, I, don't, I don't like to get into other people's business. Um, you know, Buddha, he's a brother to me, he's a friend to me. And, uh, you know, what he does with his career, his profession is ultimately up to him and um, what his agent and whatever they decide to talk about. So, um, I, like I said, I'm happy Buddha's back. Um, I don't have no worries with him really going anywhere. Um, if that time comes, that time comes. I understand, like he said, it's a business. Um, so, um, you know, I've just kind of been focusing on, on myself and preparing myself for the year and what I can do best to help this team. Speaking of business and your situation, have you thought much about it being a contract year, or is that something you try and put on the side? Personally, I go about every year as a contract year. Um, I just couldn't imagine somebody would go out there and not try to have the best season they could possibly have. So um, regardless if I'm going to get paid after this year or whenever, um, I'm going to go out there and just do the best I can do for my team and do whatever I can do. What are the possibilities with you, Jalen, and Buddha all playing back there? Um, the like chances of that happening? No, no, like, or, what could you guys do with a unit? Like, I think like sky's the limit. I really think there isn't really anything we can do, can't do. Um, you know, I feel like we're all not just me. I feel like JT is very versatile. I feel like Buddha as well. Um, you know, Buddha, he's not really your typical size safety back there, especially the way he plays. Um, you know, he's more of a hammer, not a nail. So. Um, I feel like you know, like I said, we all kind of just bring like a lot to the table, but. At the same time, we all bring something different to the table. So that's why I really feel like, you know, the sky is the limit for us. Um, you know, I feel like I believe we could be the best group in the, in the NFL easily. So, um, you know, really we just got to put the work in and, um, you know, put our minds to it. On paper or, you know, whatever you want to say, at you know, if you're reading it or you just hearing it, it, you know, it's a formidable group, no doubt. You know, Buda Baker, which we, you know, I expect he's not going to be here, but he could be. Isaiah Simmons and and, uh, and Jalen Thompson. That's that's a fantastic, fantastic uh, safety group. Um, and if they're all three on the field, man, forget about it. Especially, you know, all right, all three in the secondary. They've all, all three of them been on the field all three in the secondary that that's not not bad it, you know like i said looking at it on paper or, or hearing it right now sounds pretty good 
Just a big picture question, and you might have been asked this when the coaches took over here, but just again, having Vance the last few years and then the change, why would you describe like the biggest changes just uh, from what you know so far? Just mini camp, obviously. Um, I mean, it's, I say Vance, he's more, he's more a little old school, um, not in a bad way, you know, but our staff is very young, um, and I feel like that's probably where most of the differences come about is coming from coaches that are a little more old school opposed to coaches that, um, you know, are younger. Because, I mean, like, I think Zach Ertz, he was roommates with uh, one of our coaches. So, you know, they kind of <laughs> – since, you know, football, it just changes as much as people say it doesn't. Um, so I feel like, you know, maybe they – see things maybe more so like us opposed to like the old school way. Um, not saying that that's necessarily a bad thing because, you know, you have coaches like um, Andy Reid. I feel like he's more of an old school coach and they kick ass. So um, it's not really a bad thing. But um, that's probably the biggest differences. How tough was it to see DeAndre the organization? Um, to leave the organization, um, it's a business. So it was going to happen one day. But to like leave me as like a brother, as a friend, uh, that's probably what hurt me the most. Um, he's my closest friend here. Um, probably ever since day one, we ran into each other. Um, we've been like hanging out really ever since. Um, more so of like a brother, big brother to me, um, opposed to like a friend. Uh, I hate to see him go, but I'm really happy um, for what his future is going to be. Um, I know he's going to be great wherever he ends up, wherever he lands. Uh, they're lucky to get a guy like him, locker room-wise, on the field-wise. Um, you know, just a leader for young guys to look up to. Um, whoever's getting him is getting a real special guy, one-of-a-kind guy, um, on and off the field. So it sucked to see him go. Like I said, um, everybody here, I'm sure we want to see Tim back out there. But um, selfish part of us does. But, you know, the, the brother in me wants to see him be able to go out and, you know, achieve things that he maybe hasn't achieved yet, which is a lot coming from a guy like him, you know. So I'm excited, but also a little sad about it. Would you want to cover him? Sorry? Would you want to match up against him? Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. You <laughs> know, um, I've gone against him in practice, and he does nothing but get me better because he's just when I think I got him, he's got some tricks up his sleeve. Um, so I just in game would be even better. You know, I get to really study him and, and game plan against him. Um, like a professional, um, like I said, I mean, he knows he knows what kind of person I am, and I'm not like I observe a lot. So I watch. I'm always watching. Regard even when you think I'm not watching, I'm probably like watching what you're doing. So I know he probably has that in the back of his mind, and he handled it like a professional. Um, you know, it wasn't really no drama. Uh, of course, everywhere we went, the questions came, but. I feel he, you know, he really hit, there's no better way he really could have handled it. Um, you know, from from what I know, him and our staff, they still have a great relationship. It wasn't any bad blood or anything or anybody trying to hold anyone without on anything. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure everything was all mutual. And, um, you know, he, he showed me really how to go about things in a business way and in a positive manner. As a DB, how many different things do you see yourself doing within that? context, of course, depending on down and distance and all those other things. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, there could be more things that could come about due to, like, game planning and whatnot. But uh, as of right now, you know, we kind of just been installing 
the base playbooks, um, just trying to get everybody learning, getting everyone familiar with the terminology, the checks, the just the small nuances within the defense. So um, I feel like, really, once again, only time could tell with that. All right, moving on. Um, last one of uh, minicamp day one. Dennis Gardeck, Gardeck the Barbarian. How's it going so far for you? Awesome, man. Awesome. Really enjoying it. You like the new staff, the new I do. expectations, accountability? Yep. Accountability's definitely been ratcheted up, and it's, it's uh, uncomfortable at first, but it's reassuring because you know, you know everybody's taking their job serious. How are they making, holding you guys accountable? Like, what does that mean? Um, there's a, there's standards depending, it, it can look a lot of different ways. It could be, um, making sure you're staying in the same tempo. That's an emphasis of being able to stay healthy. There's two different tempos that we're doing. Um, so he'll call out, coach will call out clips of, you know, breaking tempo violation, um, how to show up to meetings, um, when to show up and all sorts of things. So it can look a lot of different ways, but, um, it's been clear and consistent, and that's all you need with accountability. Saban talked about coming to a meeting with the both legs last week, and the next day, said my number was up on the board. The coach talked about me, hey, come 10 minutes early, you can have your breakfast and still make a meeting on time. Yep. Kind of Absolutely, yeah, that's clear and direct communication on, hey, this is, this is what's not going to happen, and he got it corrected. We've been fine since, um, and we know how to operate, so it's, it's good. What does Zavin add to your group? Uh, first and foremost, intelligence. Um, he's got to be one of the smartest outside backers there's ever been. Just coming from inside, he knows how everything's tied together so well. Um, so he's incredibly smart. And then, I don't know, you guys might not have noticed because he's an inside backer, but he's actually huge. <laughs> he's actually huge, yeah, if you guys haven't noticed. I saw a picture of me next to him, and I look like his kid brother. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's he's a monster. So uh, just getting getting uh, everything trained to be outside, and then he's he's going to be taken off for sure. How do you think that transition is going to go for him, going from seeing the whole field to kind of just seeing what you see off the edge? Mm -hmm. uh, just speaking from my own experience, because that was something that I I transitioned to as well. I had experience in college playing on the edge, but it's the the game speeds up in terms of I can play faster now because you are seeing things from one direction that you're kind of able to play faster because everything's kind of coming towards you or going away from you. Um, so uh, that that was one thing that allowed me to play faster. I'm sure it'll be no problem for him to be able to pick up and, and be able to do. Um, and then just understanding route, route concepts and everything that he had to deal with in the, in the past as inside backer is going to be so much simpler for him to collect things coming over or, or, or different things or understand where they're attacking this certain defense. So that's where his intelligence is going to come in. He's going to be a dominant outside backer. When you see you and him and other the young pass rushers mm -hmm. from last year coming back, how do you see everyone just adjusting to this new defense? Um, yeah, I mean, angles have changed a little bit. Um, uh, that Rob's done a good job of, hey, this this is how our outside backers are going to operate, and he's kind of been able to lead the charge on forget everything 
and let's, you know, what's that SpongeBob? Fine dining and breathing, forget everything else, you know, and let him reinstall everything. Because that's kind of how you got to do it with, uh, with the new coaching staff is just got to kind of wipe everything, listen to what coach is telling you because you don't want to say, oh, well, this is kind of like how we did that because then you've, there's some gaps where communication doesn't happen because you think, oh, it's just like this. No, let's talk about that. How do you see this? And then you understand how the, the new scheme and uh, new techniques are going to come into play. Where does the SpongeBob reference come from? Are you a watcher, viewer, or witness? I used to love SpongeBob back in the day. I know you guys have seen the, the Doodle Bob tattoo. Yeah. yeah. How did that come to be? Oh, it's actually it's a great story. So um, I'm good friends with a lot of the staff in there. I've been around for a while. Um, Marcus from the equipment room. He's from Illinois, came from Chicago, came over here. Um, we've been good friends and we all, we had like an obnoxious joke of like, if I get four sacks in a game or something like that, you have to get my face tattooed on your face or something. And four sacks was just a, an incredibly tall order. So we kind of kept fine tuning it, fine tuning it. And it came down to two big plays in a game, like two sacks or something. Um, and we'll do a doodle bob tattoo because it's still it's kind of a dumb tattoo but i'm a i'm a sucker for dumb tattoos um but carolina i got the the pick off of jj's tip and then i i didn't know if i got the sack at the last second because it was kind of blown i wasn't sure holding or whatever it was but as soon as i found out that i got the sack i went straight up to him i was like we're getting the tattoos we're doing it on the bye week so be ready so marcus actually has a matching one on his thigh we have Matching doodle bobs. His first tattoo ever is like a big doodle bob that he got on his leg. I was like, you sure you want it that big? <laughs> he was committed. <laughs> no, Marcus Lukes. Uh, he's in the he's equipment staff, yeah. Sixth season. Have you ever looked at this? Sit back and goes, wow, six years from now. Yeah. No, I was looking around just this this off season. I'm looking in my room. I'm like, I'm the old guy. And, you know, I'm the vet that's got to kind of get everybody on. Hey, this is how things work. This is what you can expect, and, and do all those sorts of things. Um, so it's kind of cool to see that evolution of a of your career. Has it crept up on you? Just all of a sudden here. Yeah. No, it's just you're looking around and you're like, kind of, oh, I'm the vet. Like everybody's looking for me, for those kind of leadership types of things. So it's, it's nice. That's one of the constants here on the defense is Buddha. What's it like just not having him on the field right now? Uh, I, I think if there's anybody that you shouldn't have to worry about on this defense not being here right now, it's Buddha Baker. Um, not at all concerned. He came to me and said, hey, I saw this on film. Like, he's, he's doing everything. This is Everything's been voluntary up until now. So uh, I know he's been handling his business, and he's going to be ready. And he's not a shy guy, so when he's ready to get around the group and be able to interact and lead and everything, he's still, he's still Buda Baker. That's absolutely fantastic um, about the SpongeBob Doodle Bob uh, tattoo. He showed the camera. It's it's on his, uh, I guess that would be not forearm, um, like it's like the top of top of his arm. So, um, I don't know. It's just just on the arm, on the top side of the arm. Uh, not not. Uh, well, I guess where the forearm would be, but the the top side of it. I, I guess. 
And then, of course, um, I you know, the failure of the Cardinals with uh, inside linebackers, Hassan Reddick. You know, they, they screwed him up, moving him outside to inside, out, you know, back and forth. He goes to Carolina and tears it up. Um, and then, you know, so now they, they draft uh, uh, Isaiah Simmons. They wanted him there. Moved him around a little bit. Uh, but, you know, they say, uh, you know, different packages for him. Now now he's in the secondary. And then you go to Zavin, drafted as an inside linebacker. Now is that, now he plays on the edge. Um, I just hope, you know, the fear is moving all these guys around in these different schemes screws them all up. You've already wasted one great linebacker um, because, you know, you were screwing around with, you know, moving them back and forth and, all that jazz with Hassan Reddick, you know, you can't afford to to move anymore, and uh, that's that's just so frustrating. But uh, I mean, Isaiah seems to be very excited and comfortable about being in the secondary. Um, and you heard, you know, some of the praise from um, from uh, Dennis Gardeck about. Uh, Zavin being on the edge and what he's brought. So, I mean, there's some good things, but, you know, it's it, it can definitely be frustrating because all of those were first-round picks, all of them. Um, and uh, neither of them are at the spot that they were drafted for. And so you, you keep on thinking about everything that's going on with the Cardinals, and, you know, you see just those three things right there, the complete ineptitude of – of the Cardinals, um, and, you know, specifically Steve Keim, and, and it's just a mess. Um, we go to the final day of Manning Camp, uh, so JG again um, from uh, from yesterday, I do believe. Yeah, yesterday. So take it away, Jonathan Gannon. Looks like he was okay today. Yeah. Yeah, he did good today. It's kind of been our plan all along. He gets uh, some teamwork, some individual work, and um, monitoring all our guys. We got a specific plan for all those guys, reps, and and um, time on their feet and individual work, and uh, he looked good today. So yesterday you said if you want to get better at football, you have to play football. But how does Minicamp help the guys' perspective on everything mentally, like their mindset? Yeah, huge. I mean, I think, you know, in Minicamp, it's just kind of the, the culmination of the whole off-season program, and we got a lot of things in, and we threw a lot of things at them, situational football, and tried to make it uh, chaotic the last two days and very game-specific, what we're going to have to execute and how we got to function to win games. So, um, Which, that's practice every day, but um, from a programming standpoint, you can make it extremely game-like, which today was. and. Um, Thought they did a pretty good job with it. No, I don't. I don't. I just I look at how we improve in our players every day. Did you reduce the minicamp by one day? And what was the thinking? Yeah, today? they're going to be in tomorrow. We got a lot of work to do today and then tomorrow. Um, but then we'll be t- done tomorrow afternoon. 
What is it like to have Monty out there? What are the conversations like as he's watching this kind of? Uh, awesome. Thing? I mean, the, the communication obviously is critical between him and I, and he does a great job with his staff and then with all the coaches of, you know, no one's in the dark ever. Um, everyone knows exactly what he's thinking and what moves he's thinking about making or, you know, down the road, hey, have you thought about this in mid-September or August or different things like that. And, um, you know, we talk about our players every day. It's our livelihood. So um, it's uh, it's been really cool to have a, have a general manager that, that is that open and honest and clear with his communication. He checks in with us daily. Behind the scenes on draft day, and caught your reaction to it with a lot of it. Just what was, what was it like sitting there watching him? I didn't see it. What did it look like? You looked like you were in awe. I was in awe because yeah, I was. I was. I was a little tight. I told you it felt like a two minute to me. Um, but uh, yeah, I just that was just uh, to be able to uh, get the player that we got, how we acquired him. I thought it was a really good job by him. When you. Uh, assess cornerback situation right now and um, you don't necessarily have one guy that like everybody's saying oh that's that guy but you have a lot of different possibilities and pieces kind of how do you look at that group right now and how do you sort all that out by the time you need to sort it? I wouldn't say that to that room Darren because um, there are some guys that think they're the guy that's good that's what you want them to think I think in time it'll sort out um, you know they know that it's a it's a production business, and you got to be able to deny the ball. And an easy thing for corners, like I say to you guys about the receivers, get open and catch the ball. DBs, it's pretty simple as well. Don't lose the cup in the run game, and don't let your guy catch it. So, um, you know, I think they understand that. And they know, and we ask a lot of our corners, you know, with the different coverage structures that we play and things like that. Like the days of having a corner that doesn't know what's going on, that's not here. So they got to be smart. Um, know what's going on and know why calls are being called, where's the stress and the strength of each call, and then be able to line up and deny the ball on the highway, which that's a lonely world out there. Um, I always laugh with the, the three technique gets cut out and it, you know there's a run that goes for 10 yards, no big deal, but the ball goes over your head, he's on ESPN. So um, you know those guys play a different game out there. I think uh, Darren asked about quarterback. At least that's what it sounded like to me. But it's good to hear about the corner backs um, because, well, that's a that's a rather, uh, you would assume, weak, weak position uh, for sure. And, uh, um, you know, just catch the ball, wide receiver, and deny the ball, cornerback. That's all he's looking for. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, obviously doing more than that. <laughs> background as a DB's coach, when you look at the possibilities of Jalen, Buda, and Isaiah back there, kind of what goes through your head? Like, what do you think of it? Mm, see if we can line up and play. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't, I think I, um, obviously good players that you've named, um, but they all, they're one of 11, and they all got to fit in and do the right thing, and then it's our job to put them in position to make plays for the defense and help us win, but um, it's not just about, you know, the two safeties and the nickel. It takes all 11 to play good team defense. So everyone's got to do their job on a consistent basis for us to have a chance. Are you hopeful that 
Garrett will be ready for the start of camp? Yeah, we'll see. I mean, he's we got however many weeks until then. And, you know, with those injuries, I know when he had his surgery or whatever, but he's progressing, attacking his rehab just like everybody. And when he's ready to play mentally and physically, we'll get him out there. For the staff after tomorrow between then and training camp, and then what's no your days off. <laughs> <laughs> what's the message? To you? <laughs> <laughs> the, you guys work, and I'm going on vacation. No, uh, no. They have um, a specific, some specific things that I want them to make sure that they do, and um, they got to be, but they got to get their rest too because it's a long season. And I want them to be energized and fresh when training camp starts. And, um, you know, ultimately, I'm sure I tell them to take off, but they won't take off much. But uh, they got to be, they have to have specific plans for their groups and each of their guy to get their groups and each of their guys better. Will you actually take off when you go on vacation or you don't mind? Yeah, I'll take off. I'll take off. A little bit. A little bit. Uh, be a dad. Um, so I'm excited about that. You know, my crew hasn't been here the off season normally. You know, I, my wife knows she's kind of a single mom for the, for the season. And, and then just with the transition coming here, you know, we really didn't have an off season. So she's been a single mom for a while here now. But they're here now. And um, I'll do some things with all of them and um, some individual things with each of them. And we're going across the water for a couple of weeks. And uh, it's a 10-year anniversary, so we're going to Italy. Yeah, thank you. And. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. But then I'll be back in here, and we'll get back to it before we start up. How long do we keep the rookies until they get ready? Um, we got them for, uh, I think we're, everyone's kind of individualized, but I think we're keeping them for another week. And then um, some are leaving, then coming back. Some are staying, then leaving. So um, each one's, all of our guys, all 90 guys are, it's kind of an individual plan with what they need to be ready to go for camp. Uh, accountability look for you, look to to you now as a head coach, and is it different than maybe when you were a player? No, it's the same to me. Do your job on a consistent basis. Put the confident. team, put the team first. Go ahead, Bo. I feel pretty confident you guys were able to cram in enough up to this point this off season with first year MGM, first year head coach, new staff. Yeah, I do. I think. I mean, we it was. At a point there in the off season, it felt like we were moving fast on a lot of things, a lot of different balls in the air. But I uh, really like where we are as far as where we are right now at the end of, of uh, mini camp. And uh, a lot of work to be done this summer. But I think that we set a good foundation for when we come back here. You know, it's going to be it's going to be ratcheted up just a tad. Um, but uh, ultimately, you got to try to win football games. We've seen David Between mini camp and. OTAs. Did you get some answers, or is it impossible without pads? Like, are there certain things you're looking for? You got some answers. And yeah, some answers I, I, I call it pajama ball, but yeah, you do. You know, I, I mean, you really do. I mean, from a technique and fundamentals and schematics and situational ball and educating our players and you know, on a day-to-day -day basis, what winning behavior looks like, what non-winning behavior looks like. I think we set a good foundation. Seeing David Blau out there is what's going on with him. Yeah, he'll be out there for camp. How wide open is that D line when it comes to certain position groups? I mean, how wide open, and how much do you still need to figure out? I don't think all every room's wide open. You know, competition breeds the best out of people, so um, they all know that they'll be competing for spots and competing for playing time, and um, trying to everyone doing a good job within their role to help our team win. Since the last time we'll talk to you until end of July. 
What's the latest? Lucky for you guys. <laughs> Say it again. Same as you know, he'll be he'll be uh, chomping at the bit. I'm sure. Are there any assignments that you give to uh, Buda Baker on days like the last two days, as far as he's not going to be on the practice field? He's he was out there today. Yeah. Um, no, he he. Uh, not myself. I'm sure Nick and PT and Smitty. You know, they give him things to do, but um, he's he's normally ahead of the coaches. Coach, you say you get asked most about Kyle, whether it's from us or people around the community about his status. Hmm. I wouldn't say that. No. I mean, honestly, to be expected. But I think that um, you know, obviously, uh, one being your franchise quarterback, people are going to you know, take an interest to it. So that's expected. All right. Um, We'll keep it rolling with uh, Antonio Hamilton. A new coaching staff and everything, kind of how have you assessed how that has been and and how different is it right now? Uh, Well, uh, I've been a part of a number of different coaching staff, so it's not something that's new to me. I'm pretty familiar with it and I understand how it goes. Uh, so far, so good. You know, they have a really good regime, and uh, they're finding, tuning everything. And uh, I think they're doing a great job with uh, getting everybody prepared. Do you feel like you are in the same spot you were in a year ago, heading into camp for your your Well, not necessarily. Um, for the most part of my career, I always usually start off as the bottom corner. Uh, every year, they always try to replace me. So I don't really care about starting at the top. And I like to be at the bottom, quite frankly, because it's just something to give me that edge to keep going and to dominate. And when I do, they hear about it, everybody. So it's just I just like be where I'm at. So you feel like you're at the bottom? Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, and it's, it's understood. Um, I, I'm not a very individualized player that feel like, oh, man, I've been in the league eight years. I earned this and that. No. Whatever y'all feel y'all, you know what I mean, uh, y'all have or whatever y'all plans are as far as where y'all want to go in the future, you know, go ahead and, you know, do your thing. You know, I'm always going to do mine. And for the last eight years, I've always prevailed no matter what. So it don't even matter to me as far as who they, you know, who they decide to roll with. I know when it's time for me to go and do my thing, I'm going to do it. Yeah, I mean, like like some of y'all may know, like I was a walk-on in college, and then I went undrafted, and I've always been the last corner. So I, I'm not new to the, having the pressure or the worries or the feeling of doubt. Like I've been through all of that before. It's just another day uh, for me, and uh, I love to have it. Like, And it, it, it's that driving factor. Like I'm one of those guys I love to watch the draft every year. I love it because I know what it means um, outside of just being like, Oh, it's just a guy that they're adding to the roster. No, they're looking to replace me. So let's see if they can replace me. Nah. Why do you think you're the last, or why do you know you're the last? Is it because what team you're running with during practice? Uh, well, it's not so much of uh, the rep chart. I mean, it's that's that can vary uh, because they try to mix it up. So you don't never really necessarily know what group you're in. But I like to put myself in that position because that's how I keep my edge to keep going. Their eyes, but you think you're the bottom of the. Yeah, it could go like that. Yeah, for sure. How do you feel the camaraderie is on this team, like socially? How is it? Uh, so far, man, it's great. Uh, we got a lot of young guys, like a lot. I think I'm the oldest person on the defense, which is like the f- 
my first time, and it's kind of crazy to like really think about it. I'm like, dang. Uh, but I think we have a really, really good uh, group of guys. They're young. They're very bright. They're very smart, uh, very athletic. So that gravitates us and pulls us all closer together because we know we kind of go out there and get um, one common goal accomplished. And no matter what it is, we're going to compete against each other all within helping each other. And, like, and that's something that I'm big on. I'm not one of those people that's – uh, I'm not going to help him because he's in front of me. No, no, no. I'm trying to give him everything that I can give him so that he can be the greatest player. Do you feel like a mentor for some of the young Oh, for sure. I definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely am. Um, and I take it on. And I, and I, and I, I love it. And I, I treat it as a great sense of pride. And I, t I take it on because I know I have a lot of wisdom to share um, and not just knowledge. Like what I've been through, what I've done, what I've seen. And uh, a lot of those guys are going to get a lot of different opportunities to do a lot of great things. And uh, I want to, you know, share as, without, you know, stepping on the toes of coaches and all that stuff to keep things within the framework of whatever scheme we're going about, whether it's defense or special teams. But I just try to share whatever wisdom it is that I have. How do you, how do you balance that, you know, desire to help the younger guys but also knowing, you know, your mentality of, you know, they're trying to replace you? How do you kind of put those two together? Well, I, number one, I'm a pure-hearted person, and I, I, all my faith is in God, not man. I don't care, you know, what he say or she say or what my role may look like. Um, and sometimes, yeah, it can be troubling when, you know, I'm put in a position where I know I understand that God is in control at all times. So it could be going bad at one point, and then, boom, he give me something good. Or it could be all going good, and just like last year, it was all going great, and, boom, something bad happened. And then, oh, he give me enough strength to come back, you know, so – it's one of those things where I just try. I'm trying to, every day, die of myself and be more submissive to what it is that God wants me to do, and I just try to keep going like that. You were talking about the the new staff, and you've been through a lot. Have you noticed any ways that they're trying to hold you guys accountable or, or set the accountability level on this on this team that might have been different than before? Uh, well. It's not to say that we didn't have anything set, you know, as far as last year or, you know, the previous years or whatever, but they definitely put a lot of emphasis on, like, running to the ball, being deliberate, you know, in your efforts. And that's something that, you know, VJ was very high on, you know, as well. And it's just we're just taking the small details and making them big so that we can do the small things right and the big things that happen unintentionally. Shared the field and for a few days, but what growth have you noticed from Christian and Marco so far? Uh, the amount of reps um, that 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 you you accumulate over the years or whatever, it's just those reps. The more and more reps that you get, it's natural to happen. As long as you're in this business, and more reps you get, you have to get better. Or it's not going to be anything that's so drastic of seeing like, oh, man, he doesn't do, doing this so so much better, but they're moving more effortlessly. So they're starting to understand ball a little bit more and they can put themselves in better positions rather than straining to work hard when they just could have did one thing, you know, a little bit different to save themselves, I guess, an extra, you know, 15 plays or whatever. Jordan was just calling uh, all this offseason stuff pajama ball. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, all these years in the league, what, what do you get out of this summer when you guys can't have contact and there isn't real blocking and you're not supposed to go to the ground, all those things? Well, a lot of it is just really you trying to develop pros, trying to teach guys kind of to a certain degree how to practice, how NFL practice should go. Um, 
But like you said, pajama ball, you know, everybody looks good in shorts to a certain degree. So when you put the pads on and you start getting a little bit more contact till you really start to see who can do what in what situations. And so I think that's, you know, uh, kind of like the ideal of it. And then, of course, they want to see you. Um, some guys aren't mature enough uh, to be off and all by themselves, you know, during the off season. I'm one of those guys that is. I know what to do. I know what's expected. So that's why I can be gone for two weeks and come back day one and look like I've been here the entire time because I understand what it takes. From a personal standpoint, how's it been with another little one? Oh, man, it's been wonderful, man. My little man, he's getting so big. And he got three mamas uh, because my oldest daughter, Aubrey, and my youngest daughter, Olivia, they they do everything, you know. <laughs> he cried, boom, they're going to pick him up. So it's like it's almost like cheating to a certain degree because I could be, like, downstairs playing a game and he'll start crying. And I'd be, like, about to get up. And they, nope, I got it. Yes. All right, cool. <laughs> to a certain degree. So, yeah, I, I'm loving it, man. It's cool. It's just it can be a little difficult because now you're outnumbered. You know, me and my wife, uh, it's three kids to two parents. So it, it, it can be a little challenging at times. But for the most part, man, it's, it's a beautiful thing. I love it. And he's a junior, too. Right? Yes, he is. He is a junior. How, how much does that mean to you? It means a lot, you know. So every time I step out on that field, the name that I carry, you know, is not just mine. I mean, I don't do anything for myself anyways, but it's really giving me another extra kick and drive because I'm trying to be around as long as – I possibly can, and I want him to see me in this space, in this place and time. So whether that's me playing 20 years, 25 years, whatever the case may be, I don't think no DB played that long, but <laughs> if I could do it, <laughs> I will. Well, I, I have it downstairs in the basement, so uh, I took it as a, the first one is for everybody. Not so much about just you know him directly because he knew he he can't get the first one even though he has a little special place. So, but no, nah, that's for everybody. That's for all the undrafted players. You know that don't get too many opportunities. Everybody that you know wish they could have made it to the NFL. That's for all of them. It's not just for me or just for my family. That's for everybody to enjoy. Do you What's know what the plan, plan is for Father's Day coming up this Sunday? Uh, probably a surprise, but it's not so much because my wife's <laughs> birthday is. Uh, uh, Friday, so it's like ah, it kind of get pushed onto to the side. That's kind of how. That's kind of what happens, you know, with Father's Day. It just is what it is, and it's it's not going to change. It's going to be the same every year because <laughs> her birthday is right around Father's Day. So I'm just like whatever, you know. But I enjoy being a dad. You know, I don't expect anything for doing what I'm supposed to be doing. You got any fun plans for the uh, break? Oh uh, no, man! I just kick it with my family. Uh, I'm having a pool being built right now, so I can't wait for that. Uh, I'm going to enjoy that next year. So right now we just, you know, we just do little fun stuff around the house, you know, and I just love being around my family. Our family is first for me. What do you think about the scheme and the coaches that teach it? How, how are they as teachers? And anything stand out scheme-wise that kind of raise your eyebrows? Um, so it's a, it's a little different um, with what it is that we're running. But they have such a great understanding of it, and I think that that's like the next step of what it is, or it's kind of like a separating factor is that they understand it very well. So whatever question that you ask, that you ask, um, they can tell you what it is, the reason why we're doing it, and just to give you that full-fledged understanding of just not running cover three, like you understand the principles of why we're running and doing it like this. What do you, what do you see on 
Isaiah's been doing what Isaiah's been doing for the last couple of years now, and so he's a special type of talent. Um, and just trying to maximize, you know, his abilities. And uh, whether that's that, you know, nickel safety or linebacker, you know, he can do it all. And that's just a great thing about having somebody like him. He's like a unicorn. He can just do it all. And he has the size and he has all the attributes to be able to do it. Like having a DC the same age as you. Well, I'm actually older. <laughs> He's 29, I believe, and I'm 30. So uh, it's cool, man. It just goes to show you, like, you know, like you can do pretty much anything, you know, as long as you, you know, you follow your plans and uh, put your best foot forward and uh, be where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be, and uh, it can lead to something really, really good. And you can be a 29-year-old defense coordinator, you know, coaching guys that are older than you, and they gotta listen. <laughs> <laughs> by, by the end of camp last year, you were a starter, right? Mm -hmm. so what's your confidence level? You can do that again this year. Uh, my confidence level is the same every year, every day of the week. I know that I can start in this uh, in this league um, every game of the season, not just a few games here and there. I know what it is. They know what it is. And so I'm trying to be treated and respected as such. Um, but it's also understanding and understanding the you know the role and whatever it is that they're trying to do as an organization. So it's kind of one of those things in those situations where they try to label you as only a special team or as only a backup. So you just go out there and bust your ass every play, and you make them feel you, and you make it hard for them. Simple as that. Say that one more time. Oh, yeah, that dunk tank was rough. Uh, I went to my daughter's um, field day, and it was kind of chilly outside, and she was begging me and begging me, and I was looking, I was like, oh, man, I got to do it. And I eventually, I just gave into it and went up there and got in that water. That water probably was about 15 degrees. And so I felt every bit of it, and uh, I regretted it after I did it, but I, I'm, I'm going to do whatever for them. <laughs> They're doing great. Uh, they're doing really great. Uh, I can sit here with no problems. I used to have uh, where the nerve endings were uh, burned. I used to be able to, um, yeah, the, the blood flow would sit and my feet would kind of tingle. But I'm past that stage. Right? I'm pretty much 100% uh, healed. It's just at this point the coloration of it is uh, what's, what's uh, still healing. And uh, that's it. But no problems at all on my feet. Great update there um, as it pertains to uh, – you know, that bad burn. And, uh, you know, when when I hear Antonio Hamilton, you know, it kind of makes me feel proud that I have a, uh, you know, one of those T-shirt jerseys, you know, that's just a T-shirt and has the name and number, and it kind of looks like a jersey uh, uh, of him in, in my closet. You know, he's he's a good dude and a dude that I like to to, uh, to root for and, and uh, um you know, after being a walk-on to, you know, being a couple of different stops, uh, you know, practice squad only kind of guy, and then finally making it, and um, you know, was named a starter last year, more than likely named a starter again this year, and uh, but he still fights like heck every time. So, uh, like I said, a dude that you just really want want to root for, and and like I said, someone I'm proud to have some. Uh, something with with his name on it. You know, I really like him. Um, with that, we'll go ahead and move on to 
Um, Will Hernandez uh, plays guard for the Cardinals. What's it feel like to be back? No, it's uh, it's great. Um, you know, I've been pretty much around here this whole time, and uh, you know, once I got a little taste of Phoenix, I haven't really wanted to leave, so I've been enjoying it. Moved here from New York too. How are you getting used to the heat? <laughs> oh yeah, so um, no, I'm definitely a Deseret at, at heart because uh, I grew up in Vegas. So um, I came back and shocked me for a couple weeks, but uh, I just remember those freshman high school football practices uh, in Vegas, and and it came back pretty quick. What's the Yeah, I mean, just I think uh, it's a lot bigger and wider out here, more open. Uh, you know, practices here are very, um, very upbeat. You know, we got a lot of energy going on. Really like uh, the group of guys that we have. What do you think of the new scheme? I like it. Um, you know, we might be a little bit more he heavy run, and, you know, as an offensive lineman, that's what you like to hear. But at the end of the day, you know, we're going to block whatever it is that they give us, and we're going to do it, you know, just as, just as well. What were your early impressions of uh, Paris and John? What was that? What were your early impressions of Paris and John? Oh, I like those guys a lot. Um, just from a personality standpoint, right off the bat, I really liked them. And uh, as players, too, they're gritty. They came here to play. Um, they are very savvy as far as their role and rookies and you know rookie duties and all that. They, they, they do really well with all that stuff. So that's always good, and uh, I think they're going to be very good players for us, and they're gonna, definitely going to help this team. Where are some of those rookie duties? Uh, you know, we started them off light, you know, uh, with a little bit, you know, go get some, get us some Starbucks, get, get us some coffee. Um, you know, we'll integrate the whole breakfast on Saturday mornings during the season, you know, things like that. Well, there's, there's always so much talk uh, in, in football locker rooms about accountability. As a player, what is accountability to you? Like, what does that look like? Accountability is doing things that you know are going to benefit the team, even though nobody's asking you to. Um, you know, it's doing the things that you know your, you know, first of all, your teammates and your coaches expect of you. And, you know, not just doing them, but doing them at a high level. You know, just because it isn't enough here, sadly, just to do, do things here. You know, you have to do them at a high level constantly. That's just, that's just the way it works. You had, you had several offensive line coaches with the Giants. Now it's changed here also. How's, how's that adjustment been again with, with another new coach and what he's asking you and the guys to do? Well, you know, after you have four offensive line coaches in one year, you tend to, you know, get used to the, 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 the switches. Um, so no biggie. Um, you know, you see, you see a lot. You learn a lot, especially having a lot of different coaches in one year. And uh, it's nothing new. So uh, we're good. We're good. And uh, we're adapting quickly. And that's just the way it is. Well, what does Froholt add to the position at center? Oh, well, first, he's very smart. Um, he's gritty. I've said it before in an interview. He's a meathead. He loves the gym. So that's good, too, because uh, you know I think one of the most um, underrated things that are starting to kind of fade away from the O-line position is strength. And he has that, you know. Um, and yeah, he's he's a good leader. He he make he goes out there, makes the calls. He's been around the league for a while, so he knows what he's talking about. And he just goes out there. You know, he's one of those guys that's going to give you everything he has. Paris getting some reps on the right side. You kind of take on responsibilities, kind of being that guy on that side of the line. 
Of course, you know, I mean, Paris is a hell of a player on his own. But, you know, you, I tend to just, you know, we, we, we need to work together, um, everybody on the offensive line. So it doesn't matter if it's his first year, if it's his 12th year, you know, we're all going to work together and uh, make, it, make it happen. How do you feel about not having a set offensive line until day one of week one? I mean, like I said, I've, I've seen a lot. There's been a lot of changes in my past in my, during my career. I'm used to it. Um, you know, that's just the way the NFL works. They're going to try to find the best five and all that. Um, you as an offensive lineman, you want that chemistry from the get-go, but you also need to be able to adapt and need to be able to play with whoever ends up next to you. The organization added several guys to the sports performance and conditioning staff. Have you noticed a change? What, what kind of impact have you noticed or feel that there's been with that throughout the offseason? Can you repeat the question? The, change, the, the added guys to the sports performance and conditioning staff, I think there's four oh, guys okay, yeah. How much of an impact do you feel that that has made throughout the offseason, not only with you, but the entire team? I think the the more the merrier. Um, you know, the more, because they're not going to bring in guys just to bring in guys. They're going to bring in guys that know what they're doing, are here to help, and are going to make the team better. So the more of those that we have, the better off we're going to be. We got more eyes on guys. We got more coaches being able to take over you know, and look at different groups, make sure everybody's doing the right thing, the right exercise. And, uh, you know, as far as policing each other, we, we do that. But when you have an extra set of eyes on you to make sure you're, everybody's on the, on the same page and doing things right, then I think uh, it's only going to help. Well, you were saying you noticed kind of less of an emphasis on strength in the offensive line in football. What, what's changed in that department? Why do you think that? Well, I mean, you know, you, you look back at the 80s, you used to see these guys, they were all, you know, huge. And even talking about linebackers and stuff, and, you know, it's turned more into, evolved a little bit more into speed and agility and all that, which is good. And you, obviously you need that. Um, but I think, you know, just being a kinesiology major, um, I think strength is one of the things that not only helps you on the field, but also prevents a lot of injury. Is there anyone that you come across that's as big or strong as you these days? Just me? <laughs> um, we'll go back to for hold on that one. <laughs> well, you've been around here for a year now. I mean, is this now a time where you can get a little bit more involved in the community stuff? I mean, given you know what you can mean to some a lot of kids around here. Yeah, of course. I mean, I always try to be more involved. Them, you know, as the further I feel we get away from those days where our contact is limited. Um, yeah, I'm definitely gonna try to do more and more. And uh, this year we already have some things. You know, on in talks, and uh, definitely that's a that was an off-season goal of mine, and and a goal during the season to to be able to affect more more kids' lives. Well, in terms of the scheme, how different is this offense going to look this year versus the last last couple of years? I mean, I can't you know give you a full answer on that. You know, I I don't know exactly what's on the coaches' minds, but from what I've seen so far and what we've ran so far, you know, I I think we're going to run the ball and. We're excited about that, and um, you know, at the end of the day, it's versatility, right? You know, we're going to do everything, um, but you know, just the fact that we are emphasizing the run game uh, gets me excited. <laughs> well, what are your impressions of Monty Austin for the conversations and interactions you've had with him so far? I like him a lot. Um, I'm very thankful with them for the opportunity, uh, and you know. I'm going to give them every, everything I got, the only thing I know how to do. And uh, because at the end of the day, when 
you know, I don't take it lightly. You know, you just get extended or you get a new contract or all that. Because when that happens, you're, they're literally signing their name onto you. You know, they, they're believing you. They're putting their, their, their names on the line for you. And I don't take that lightly at all. So um, we're definitely going to go out there, play for my teammates first, first and foremost. But I'm definitely going to play for the opportunity I was given to. All right. Um, and then the last uh, last player, but not the last thing we're going to play, but last player um, is uh, rookie Michael Wilson. Up in the Fanatics Legends video, who were you talking to? Who recorded a video for you? Devontae Adams. So that was, that was really special. He's been one of my favorite players for, for a long time. Um, I think he's probably the best receiver in the league. And he has been consistently for the last four or five years. And so watching his release work, watching the way he carries himself, um, how he plays the game, like they, they told us, hey, give us three guys that you, they, they just sent an email and said, give us three guys that you would want to hear from that you look up to. Mine was Devontae, Cooper Cup. I think my other one would have, was uh, Stephon Diggs. But so Devontae showed up and I was like, dang, that's crazy. <laughs> Michael, what have the last several weeks been like for you adjusting to being a pro now and being in Arizona? It's, honestly, it's everything I could imagine and more. Um, I absolutely love the organization from, from top down, love the coaching staff, love my teammates, love my receiver coach. Um, I think I, I don't really think there was much of a learning curve. I feel like I was able to come in, hit the ground running. Um, and I credit that to Coach Drew, um, to the OC, to the head coach, and obviously, the receivers around me have been nothing but supportive. Um, we got a really a great brotherhood um, in our receiver room. And so I'm really, really proud of where the team's at and where I'm at as well. You've been one of the standout players. I mean, Hollywood says that he, he likes what he's seeing out of you. Do yeah. you feel that way? And what's the feedback I'm like? Yeah, I feel confident. I feel really confident. Um, I think if I had to grade myself, I think I've done pretty, pretty well. Um, I think I've made the plays that have come my way. I, I've showed up. Um, consistent in my personality, consistent in my work. Um, and I've just attacked every day, just not really trying to do too much to impress anyone, but just show up and be consistent and be myself. And I think if you do that for long enough, you'll start to earn respect from guys. Um, but yeah, I'm really, really proud of, of what I've been able to do over the last five weeks and I'm gonna take this and hopefully continue to grow through camp. What's been your biggest challenge so far? Challenge, challenge, challenge. Definitely, I would say the playbook, learning all positions. So uh, the first probably three to four weeks, Coach uh, Terrell had me playing X. And then from there, like the last week or two, he started integrating me at Z and F. And so just trying to learn every position and not having to think where, you know, they say the play and it's like, ah, OK, that's what I got. You know, it just. Like in college, being in the system, the same system for four or five years, it's like, I got it now. Versus here, there might be a little delay. Um, and so definitely with four weeks until training camp, until we come back, just going to grind in that playbook. Because that way, when training camp starts, I know it's X, I know F, I know Z, I know what the tight end has, I know what the running back has, I know what the progression is from the quarterback standpoint. So um, once I can you know, work out those, you know, kinks and bolts of that, I think it will be really, really good. The receivers you mentioned, obviously, they performed in the NFL at a high level. Mm -hmm. But they didn't enter the NFL 
necessarily as high draft picks. Is, is that a motivation uh, for you where you were drafted and to, to feel you have to even prove maybe a little more? Yeah, I think for sure. I mean, being a third-round pick, I, I definitely know that's that comes with a lot of pressure because um, you are a top 100 draft pick and you're expected to perform. Um, and it's not like on a day-to-day -day I'm thinking, okay, I'm a third-round draft pick, i got to perform. It's more so I think it's something that just sticks in the back of my head um, is to prove the organization right, that they made a right decision by drafting me as a top 100 pick. Um, so I definitely want to you know, earn a, earn a good role for whatever role that's going to be, but earn a role that I'm comfortable with and that I'm satisfied with um, to show and prove to the organization why they drafted me 94th overall. You think you would have maybe been a little higher draft pick if it wasn't for some of the injuries in college? I mean, we I can't we can speculate all that stuff. Um, I feel like it, we can live in the should ofs and, and the could ofs. I'm happy that I'm here, and you know if I didn't, I think everything works out for a reason. And if I didn't have those injuries and I was able to stay healthy, maybe I did get drafted higher, but I wouldn't be an Arizona Cardinal. So I'm happy to be. I'm happy. I wouldn't have changed a thing that happened because. I have a really good feeling about being here, and I love this organization. I'm proud to be, you know, the draft class that hopefully with the new coaching staff can help turn this organization around and um, bring some championships here. Outside of nailing down the playbook, what's the what's the plans for you for the break? Uh, just train, just train, train, train. Get back with TJ Hoosh, um, work on some more releases. Just working on always tightening up my routes and releases, but like just work. Just work, 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 so that way I can come in and, and you know, go harder and even be better in training camp. Did it feel to you like you got a ton of reps out there? And with all that, did, did you, I mean, were you a little bit surprised maybe at how much time you saw out there? For, with OTAs? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I do feel like I got a lot of reps. Um, I wouldn't say I was surprised. You know, Hollywood wasn't practicing a little bit for the first couple of weeks. Um, and so just how the numbers checked out, I guess I got a good amount of reps. Um, but I wouldn't say I was surprised. I'm happy that I was able to get those reps, you know, made some mistakes, didn't have the same mistake twice, was able to learn and grow. So I wouldn't say I was surprised with how many reps I got, but I think that they definitely helped me grow as a player for sure. Is there one corner or TV that you could battles against or, or you learned a lot from? Yeah, I mean, I think we have great DBs, um, but I mean, for some reason, every time it'd be a one-on-one -on -one situation, I was always matched up with Keytrail Clark. Like, I don't know, it was just, it had to be a coincidence. Um, but we had some good battles back and forth, and I think he's going to be a guy that's going to play for a while because he he controls all the controllables and he shows up. He's one of those, I, don't, I can't do it. I'm real consistent in my personality, just whether it's a bad day, good day, I'm kind of even keeled. He's high no matter what. Like high, high energy guy no matter what. Um, and so we, we've been going back and forth. Um, and I have a lot of respect for how he prepares himself on a day-to-day. -day. He told me today, because uh, I think last practice, I had got the better of him. Today's practice, he probably had the upper hand. But he had a whole two pages of notes on me. OK, this is what Mike does on this release, on this release, on this route, on this route. I'm like, bro, that's. That's crazy. And so I love going against guys that truly love the game. And, you know, Keytrail is one of those guys. I think he's going to be really, really special. And he's got a special personality. I think he's one of the most special personalities I've probably come across 
in my lifetime in football. Really, really good dude. What makes him so, what makes the personality so special? Like I said, he's one of those guys that's like, <clears throat> normally if you're like a high guy at a certain point, you kind of, you can crash, right? Cause it's hard to be consistently high all the time. Normally you kind of even out, right? You go high, low, high, low, high, low, high, low. He's always high, even after a bad practice. He's so positive, like incredibly, incredibly positive. And so I have a lot of respect for that. That's why I said he's, he's a special type of dude because he's able to stay here all the time. What about JG and his energy level? Same thing. He's always here. He's another guy that's always here. Um, and I, I love his energy that he brings every day. He's the same guy regardless of what happens. Um, once again, always he operates at an extremely high level. So I always have a lot of respect for guys um, that operate at a high level and demand that you operate at just as high level as well. All right. Um, and with that, uh, we're going to end with uh, the Wired segment. Uh, Jonathan Gannon, uh, just kind of a glimpse of how the head coach, you know, run, runs practices, uh, in this case, uh, an OTA practice. So uh, we'll, uh, we'll turn it over to uh, a JG practice. See, we need touchdowns down here. We need touchdowns. 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 We need touchdowns. Let's go. You guys got to hold no fucking field goal. Let's go. Four point plays. Let's go. Hey, hey. All right, Caitlin. Happy Friday. Hey, Drew. What did What did you say? Wait, did you say? I might be. I might not be. You don't know. I'm talking to you today. You don't know. <laughs> Turn the music up. Let's pop some runs today, bro. Let's pop some runs. You know, I'm calling those things second and seven, but truthfully, they'd be like second and four. Yeah, you're falling down, unless they're knocking your ass back. I don't know. We gonna get some hands on some balls today, Juju? Come on, KB, get your hand on some, the ball today. Be about the ball. They're coming after that rock today, Rondell. I don't know. Where? Where's that? Everybody's like, we're good with this, right? I'm like, yeah, JG said there's gonna be drones. I said we're good with drones today. They're gonna shoot you. See, they're gonna measure your back and see the muscle on your back. They're gonna have to have two drones. Where? Where's the drone at? Water drops. You're flying it? Yeah, we should just water balloon drop everybody. How much sunscreen do you have on? Enough. The beard looks good from the wedding, though. Looks good. Here we go! Let's have a day today, bro. Let's have a day today. It should be uncoverable today. Uncoverable. Ball security! Get it high and tight. Yeah, pass them games. Oh, get off, get off, get off, get off. Run, CP, run. Good angle. Let's go, baby. No balls on the ground. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Get open and catch it. Job description is pretty easy. Run, Psycho, run! 
that boy, Zach! I see that catch circuit! We got some cooked up in the red zone today or what? Can we get some can we get some touchdowns today? 2000 baby. Young. Young. Let's go, blow that. Let's compete! Let's go, let's compete! Here we go, one's up, let's go! Let's go, Marco! Come on, Chris, come on, Chris. Detailed out, let's go. Perfect, perfect, JT, JT! Two steps, you should call it, that boy! Let's go, in and out of huddle, let's go, Colt, let's go, Colt! Come on, run now, let's go! Slow down, slow down, slow down, get on it! There you go, good! Good job, Chris, let him take you to the end zone, bud, let's go! There you go. If you slow down, you use your leg. Get on the progression quicker. Get on the progression quicker. No air. Get on it, get on it, right there, take it back. There you go, Isaiah. Good. That's why you let it cross your face, bud. Isaiah, that's a good rep there. Scramble drill, scramble drill. Oh, good ball. Touchdown. Are we good or not? Ball you man, ball you man. Got him. Cam, you're gonna be late, dude. You gotta go. I think you're a little late on that. That's right. I mean, you can't. You you want to let them cross your face and then get belly button, but you can't be fucking late. You know what I'm saying? Because that's an easy boom. Yeah. Hey, Drew, we're rolling, dude. Good tempo. Good tempo, dude. There's something yeah. special about a huddle. That's what sucks about college. Something special about it. So, the camaraderie of a huddle. <laughs> there's something. There's something special about a huddle. Camaraderie of a huddle. You know, it's college guys. They never huddle. They don't even see each other. Or you don't see a tight end in a three-point stance. Ever, ever. They're always out by the numbers. He tries to wrestle corners. On the hop. Hey, JC. We need touchdowns down here. We need touchdowns. Touchdowns, touchdowns. We need touchdowns, let's go. You guys gotta hold them to a fucking field goal, let's go. Four point plays, let's go. You should feel good as in the red zone. You got a 12th defender, let's go. Saw it off, saw it off. There you go, good. JT, when that's going lean left, you can start to expand a little bit quicker. Good job, Rondell. There you go, buddy. Riverside! Riverside! Woo! Got him! Got him! Woo! Go! Next play! Next play! Next play! Next play! Sit in there, O-line, they're gonna jump. Sit in there, O-line, they'll jump. Hit it, downhill. Oh, had him. Oh. Keep 
What's up, Zach? What you gonna do, Zach? Let's go, get out of the huddle. Get your eyes to the offense. Get out of the huddle, get your eyes to the offense. How you feeling? Good, baby. What are you doing this weekend? Just Staying in town? You getting all the mental adjustments checks? You know what I think we got to do a better job of? Is getting us, I'm yelling at the offense. You know, get them out of the huddle and get your eyes to the offense. We shouldn't be like mulling around, like looking around at each other. Like get your eyes to the offense so we can start identifying. Be ahead of the motion. Yeah, like we got to break, get in and out of the huddle, get. Yeah, a little too late. We got guys like kind of moving around, sure. this and that. Like, yeah, I'm good. I appreciate you. But you set that tempo. Yeah, yeah. Get in now, the huddle. Let's go. Pile USA. Where'd you get this thing at? Amazon. That's the number one brand. Number one brand. Did you know that, Pat? Pile. Pile. You guys are gonna like the music. I got a little metal going. How about that? Switch it up on you. A little ACDC, a little Disturbed, a little Metallica. Here we go, two minutes, two minutes. Good job, Jeff, good job. Here we go, two's up, two's up. We're rolling. Feel good. Juice is flowing a little bit with those timeouts. <laughs> sparring tempo, slow down, sparring tempo. Inbounds! Inbounds! Run it! Get it out. Good job, Jeff. There you go, Nick! Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh! Back it up! Back it up! Here we go! Three's up! Three's up! Ball's down. Clock's running. Clock's running. First down, first down, clock's running. Speaking guy does seatbelt all the time. Just get your ass back in the huddle, Key Trail. Good job, I appreciate your guys' effort and like how you guys work. I like the closeness of the team. Make sure you guys keep connecting, right? Okay, get to know your teammates because you'll play a little bit harder for a guy that you like. That's right, Zach. Okay, coaches included. I know you guys sometimes hate me, but that's okay. All right? Make sure we're doing a good job, like I said, on the weekend. All right? Lecky, get us a break. You don't really have to watch it to uh, hear and, and feel the energy from uh, Jonathan Gaddon. That is for certain. Um, yeah, he, he's, he's an he's a energy guy, no doubt. Well, with that, I know you guys are probably glad to be hearing the music as I cue it up. Almost an almost two hours, an hour and uh, 40 minutes as of right now of Cardinals. I'm wrapping it up, but uh, yeah, there, there was a lot. Uh, I think I should have done half of it the other day, but like I said, I, I, it wasn't it wasn't posted. I, uh, um, you know, I guess I was too early for it i don't know so but it'll be a while before we have any cardinals unless we get like some breaking cardinals news about the michael bidwell and and all that situation uh but uh please find me and follow me on i'm on uh uh youtube 
uh, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And all of it is at Big Sky Sports Talk. So like and follow all those pages. I'm trying to get more and more content on there. Um, you know, some some uh, different different segments and opinions and whatnot. So uh, on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Big Sky Sports Talk. And then if you want to get involved in the conversation, you can shoot me an email at Big Sky Sports Talk uh, at gmail.com, Big Sky Sports Talk at gmail.com. And then, uh, you know, everywhere you find uh, uh, the show is Spotify, Apple, Google, Audible, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, uh, Stitcher. Uh, we are just about everywhere you are, and, and we make ourselves available. And uh, please, please do what you can to to share the podcast, um, share it with your friends, your family, your neighbors, your enemies, and get the word out about this uh, about this show. I really do um, appreciate it. Um, and hopefully we'll be talking a D-backs victory today. It's this afternoon. Um, and uh, I think uh, we'll have some more sun stuff coming up uh, soon as well. Uh, maybe with uh, CP3 and DeAndre Ayton. But anyway, uh, until then, uh, I appreciate it. As always, thank you guys.